Okay, welcome back to another week of Ramban Ala Parsha Ala Torah. Obviously, Matos Masa is such a large Parsha. There's so many themes to talk about. We'll try to pick out, and it's a methodological point in the Ramban, that oftentimes the Ramban makes a point and it reveals something more about the story in the Torah than it does about the specific Pasuk. Uh, we'll start with an example. Everybody knows that Moshe Rabbeinu sinned at Meim Rivan, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, L'chein lo tovehu et ha'amazel aretz asher. Right? You're not going to bring aretz, uh, the, the people into the land. And over and over. And later on in Dvarim, Vayet Hanan al-Hashem, Vayet Ha'ilemor, and Hashem says no. But the Ramban's going to point out where Hashem said no, but maybe not completely so. In Perak Lamed Alf, says the Pasuk, Vayidavah Hashem al Moshe Le'mor, Nikom nikmat b'nei Yisrael me'et ha-midyanim achar te'asef el-amecha. Right? The whole story of the war with the Midyanim, which we'll talk about a little bit today, because it's fascinating, and the Rabban has real insights into it. But the main thing is, Moshe Rabbeinu is supposed to kill the Midyanim, and then his life will end. Says the Ramban, Nikom nikmat b'nei Yisrael me'et ha-midyanim achar te'asef el-amecha. Nigzar al Moshe Rabbeinu shelo ya'avor et ha'yardin. Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to go into Eretz Yisrael proper. Aval me'ever la'yardin asa kal mitzvot Yisrael. But on, on the east side of the Jordan, he did all the mitzvot that he would have otherwise done if he entered. Nitzach shnei malcheho emori ha'gidolim v'chalak et ha'artzam benachala. Right, he defeated them. And he split up their land, Benachala, as we'll get to hopefully with the, with Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruven and Chatzis Shevet Menashe. Vuhu Raushi Yasan Nikama Bisone Hashem. And it's Moshe's merit. He saw the sin of Midian. He saw the plague of Benot Moav. And he gets to take revenge. Ve'en al Yehoshua Rak Mitzvah Haaretz. So again, the Ramban is presenting is Moshe Rabbeinu did part of what he would do in Eretz Yisrael, he just did it in Ever Hayardin. Vod, shechalak lo Hakadosh Baruch Hu kavod ze sheyirev yismach tzadik ki chazanakam. Right, it's a beautiful pasuk in Tehillim that Moshe Rabbeinu got to experience some part of Yerushas Eretz Yisrael, some part of winning a war, some part of distributing the land to the to the Shvatim. Moshe got to do. It's true. It's in Ever Hayardain. It's not Eretz Yisrael proper, and it's not what Moshe had dreamed of. But it's still something. And the Ramban wants us to notice that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't change his mind completely. But maybe he changed his mind a little bit in that he gave Moshe the kavod of defeating Minyan and of giving their land to Klal Yisrael as an inheritance. Okay, and then the last point, Right, the Ramban is also bothered by the fact that why did he send Pinchas? Why did he send Elazar? Elazar is the Kohen Gadol. No, so says the Ramban, Pinchas was the Mashuach Milchama for two reasons. One, he killed Cosby, so the beginning of the war is kind of his war. And second, it doesn't make sense for the Kohen Gadol to be the Mashuach Melchama. Okay, that's the first point, but it's a significant point because I, I think the Ramban is saying that God 
didn't change his mind, didn't give in to Moshe, but a little bit did, and that he let Moshe have the experience of winning a war, of giving out, of dividing the land amongst the Shvatim, even if it wasn't in Eretz Yisrael proper. Okay, next. Um, the Ramban has another detail about the war with Midian that he's a little bothered by. Says the psu- say the psukim. How much do you do? So he says, Vaydeva Moshe Ha'amlemo, hey chalitzu me'idchem anashim la'atzava, v'yihiyu al midyan la'tet nikmat Hashem b'midyan. Okay, you need an army. How much? Elef lamata, elef lamata, lechol matot Yisrael tishlechu la'atzava. A thousand from each shevet. It's pretty small. Midyan is a, it's a superpower. We're going to go with 12,000 people, a thousand from each shevet? It just, it stands out. And they say, why would that be? We had hundreds of thousands of people to fight. Says the Ramban, Pasuk Vav, Vayishlach otam Moshe elef lamateh, Lo shalach shom kol im kol hatzava, Va'af al pisha yu hamidyanim amrav veharim bitzurot gidolot ma'od, He sent such a small army, even though Midian was enormous, and they had a strong army, and they had strong, you know, in, um, support, Vahatam ki hanichshalim bibinot moav hayu rabim, because many many men of Klal Yisrael sinned with binot moav, ve'enam reuyim l'nikmat Hashem, and therefore they're not worthy of taking God's revenge. Al kein b'acharu anashim tzadikim viduim l'shivtehem. The Ramban is telling us two things here. One, he's answering the problem in the psukim. But two, he's giving us an insight into the chait of, of, uh, of Benot Moab and Midian and the whole story there. He's saying, many, many people in Bnei Yisrael, many men sinned, and it, it doesn't make sense for them to be able to take revenge on Midian when they were the ones who sinned. 24,000 people died in the plague, but the insight you get from the Raman is the sense that many, many more people sinned and they were excluded from the army. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, since the war is going to be miraculous anyway, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would rather send a smaller amount and win the war that way with people who are anashim yiduim l'shiftechem, well-known people who didn't sin, rather than sending other people who may have been tainted by the sin. Okay, that's point number two. Now, a related point, but this is also like a fascinating point in the Raman, a related point. The soldiers, after the war, we win, and we win big. We win by a shutout, meaning. And the people come to Moshe Rabbeinu anyway. And they say, they say as follows, in, in Perak Lam and Aleph, Pasuk Memtet. The people say, Vayomru al Moshe, Avodecha nasu et rosh ansheha milchama ashe biyadenu, velo nifkad mimenu ish. Right? We came back from the war, and the most amazing thing happened. We just took account. We're all here. How many people died in the war? Zero. Not only that. All types of jewelry we want to give to God. The people are amazed. I mean, they went to war, and presumably they were nervous. And presumably they realized that in a war, not everybody comes back. But this time, says the Pasuk, everybody came back. And 
they have an overwhelming sense that they want to give something to God. And says the Ramban, Pasuk Memtet, V'ta'am avodecha nasu et rosh anshea milchama shebiodeinu. We just counted everybody and we're all here. Lay more. Hine Hashem asa tishua gidola al yodeinu. Shelo mate b'milchama echad mikol anshea tzavah shebiodeinu. First of all, we realized zero casualties. No one died. Not only that, nobody was injured severely such that someone needed to, t- needed to take their place in the army. We're completely fine. And you get the, you know, the emotion. We owe it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We feel like we should have died and we didn't die. And we, we, we have an overwhelming desire to give a kofar, to give a pidyon nefesh, to pay God back. So first of all, you get a sense that the war was much easier than you would, than you would otherwise think. You know, no one died. Now listen to this. Verabotenu darshu, there's a medrash. Velo nifkad mimenu ish, lidvar avera. No, it doesn't mean that no. It, it means no one sinned in the war, right? Wars are times for people to sin. You know, eshed yifatoar. It's not just that it happens during the war. The war, being in a war as I understand it, having never been in a war, you know, it brings out your worst tendencies, your animalistic tendencies. And the halacha reflects that. And halacha allows people to do certain things in a war that it wouldn't, it wouldn't allow otherwise. Certainly in terms of kashras and things like that. So the people, the, the medrash says, lo ish, no one sinned in the war. No, lo ish, lidvar avera. Lomar. Shahayu b'chalet biyadeinu. People were together the whole time. Nobody went by himself to commit an Avera. So Moshe says to them then, Why are you so desperate to bring a Karban if there's nothing to ask for forgiveness for? So the answer is, Amrulo, Lechaper al nafshotenu, Mehirhur halev. No, we want to get kapara for the desire to sin. Now, this could be in two, in two contexts, according to the Raman. First, it could be, okay, we were at the war and we didn't sin, but we felt that we felt a desire to sin, and so we want to apologize to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the desire. The other possibility is it refers back to Benot Moab. We didn't sin with Benot Moab, but we had the same Sahara for, I don't know, for beautiful Benot Moab as the other men who did sin. It happens to me that we didn't. But we feel guilty. And in a sense, we feel overwhelming gratitude that our Kaddish Baruch Hu saved our lives. Even though, you know, the sense you get were they were tzaddikim, but maybe not complete so. Because they had the desire. And they wanted to, to bring a kofar and they wanted to bring a carbon to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the Rabban explains, and that's why they did it. Okay, so the war involved zero casualties. They were overwhelmingly grateful to God for allowing them to survive the war. 
maybe according to the Medrash, in addition to that, they felt slightly guilty for hear her Avera. Okay, so they, br- they brought the carbon for that purpose. But the sense you get of a miraculous war, of a small army beating a big army with no losses, this comes through in the Rambans we've seen so far. Okay, now, let's go on to, I don't know, a fascinating part of the Parsha. And that's the Tanai of B'nai God and B'nai Ruvain, and Moshe's reaction, which seems to be nothing less than a case of PTSD, post-traumatic syndrome, meaning Moshe reacts to what seems like a reasonable request almost irrationally. Let's look at the Psukim. It's Perak Lamed Bet. Umikne Rav Hayalivne Vnei Ruvain Vnei God Atzumaod Okay. And they list the places. And they say, okay. It seems pretty reasonable to me. Look. We have a lot of sheep. We have a lot of livestock. We're, we're now here in the Ever Hayardain. It's a Makom Mikna. We're happy to stay here. Nothing terrible. Let us stay here. And Moshe's response, right? Moshe assumes the worst in their request. And it happens to be in, in one of the anti-draft um, rallies of the, the Haredim that happened from time to time. My son told me that he saw a sign to get people to go to the rally. It said, Ha'achachem yavo po, which obviously is a pulse taken out of context. You're actually supposed to go to the war, not go to the rally. But okay, that's an aside, a side point. So what does the Ramban say? Vayavo b'nei gadu v'nei ruvein. So first, a technicality. A, a technicality. Hikdim hakatuv b'nei reuven b'pasuk harishon. Okay, the first pasuk says umikne rav hayal livnei reuven, and only that after that v'livnei God. So says the Raman. The first pasuk says reuven is first. Kemishpat. That's the law. Kihu habchor uben hagvira. He was first. V'chein kishiyisaper hakatuv hamaaseh hazeh. However. When the Torah, I'm sorry, when the Torah tells it over, same thing, Yomar, Vila Ruveni, Vila Gadi, Natati, etc., etc. Aval Bechol HaParsha Hazo, and when you read it inside after you see this Ramban, you'll see it's true. Yaktim B'nei God, God comes first. Kiheim Natnu HaItza Hazot, Veim Hayom Dabrim Tchila. So the first thing the Ramban says is, it's true, there are two Shvatim, and Chatsi Menasha will come later. You should know, Reuven gets listed first because he's the Bukhar. But God is the real pusher. God had the most cattle. And more than that, God was the person who really spoke to Moshe. The Ramban says, God was, were, were very brave, braver than Reuven, as in the Brach of Moshe Rabbeinu. God was not afraid. You have to realize, to live in Ever Hayardain 
means to live without the protection of the nine and a half Shvatim who live on the other side of the Yardane. And if God forbid they were attacked, you know, there wouldn't, the, the, the support wouldn't come that quickly. And so you need to be brave. So says the Ramban, but they were brave. Don't worry about that. Now, what's the response of Moshe? The really, the really, the angry response of Moshe. And the Ramban says as follows. Vihine. Moshe chashadotam kiyomrukain. Moshe thought, probably in, incorrectly, but Moshe assumed that they said it, mipachad kinan. These people didn't want to fight the war. There was going to be a war, and presumably there would have been losses in the war when they came into Eretz Yisrael. Says the Rabbi, Moshe assumed they, they were afraid. They didn't want to be part of it. She'amru bohem hamiraglim lo nuchal la'alot el ha'am ki chazak humimenu. And when I say PTSD, I mean, Moshe, says the Ramban, is replaying in his mind what happened 38 and a half years ago. Remember? We were about to go into Eretz Yisrael. We're going to go into Eretz Yisrael. Okay, first let's send Miraglim. Miraglim come, changes the whole story. 38 and a half years we have to spend walking around the Midbar because of that sin. And now Moshe, in this moment, feels, oh my God, it's happening again. There's another group of people who don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael and whose fear is going to poison everybody. And Moshe gets angry. And Moshe Ki'ilu is afraid that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to keep them in the Midbar forever. Who knows? Moshe is so angry because he sees it happening over again. And he accuses them of being frightened like their fathers. Moshe says to them, what are we doing in the Midbar? We're in the Midbar now because this exact same thing happened 38 and a half years ago. And now you haven't learned your lessons at all. And you're, you're terrified for no reason. God's going to keep us in the Midbar. We're not afraid. Says B'nai God, and maybe a little bit B'nai Ruvain, we're not afraid at all, Moshe. We're going to go first. We're going to lead the people. We're going to make it clear to them that there's nothing to worry about. And in fact, that happened. And maybe that's partially the explanation for, you know, the whole Tznai Kafel, right? The whole idea that if you do this, you'll get it. If you don't, you won't. And the extension of the Parsha and that whole discussion, maybe they really needed to make it so clear. Moshe needed to say to Yoshua as he did, I'm telling you, Yoshua, these people only get Ever Hayardain if they lead the war into Eretz Yisrael. If they don't do it, we're not going to give them Ever Hayardain because he's so afraid that this is Miraglim part two. He's so afraid that he's come across people who otherwise are afraid to fight for Eretz Yisrael, and that's why they want to stay in Eber HaYardin. It turns out that wasn't the case. Not only did they say this in this week's parsha, they then did it in Sefer Yoshua. and in fact, Moshe said, 
they needed to wait till they conquered the land. That's what we refer to. We refer to as Sheva Shakavshu. But they said, we'll wait till we conquer the land and till we distribute it to all of the, to all of the Shvatim. That's another seven years of Sheva Shachilku. Now, there's another possibility, which is the Etzem choice to stay in Ever Hayardain was problematic, right? Which is possible. How are they going to get to the base Hamikdash? How are they going to be part of Klal Yisrael? Okay, so some of that is Moshe Rabbeinu saying, let's get half of another Shevet, let's get Shevet Menashe. So now it's Reuven God and half of Shevet Menashe to connect them to Eretz Yisrael proper. It seems like that's not the Pshat because they calmed Moshe down by talking about the fact that they're happy to go first. It's just circumstances that they want to leave their, their cattle in Ever Hayardin, but they're not at all afraid of the war. There's nothing about you know, we want to be part of Klal Yisrael. We want to go to the base HaMikdash. We want to do Aliyah L'Regel. So I'm, I'm rejecting that, but it dawns on me, and maybe on the Ramban as well, that that could be part of it. Although I, I, I can't play that through. I don't know how that would work exactly. Okay. Let's go on to Perak Lamed Gimel and to a Pasuk, which really fits into the whole philosophy of the Ramban, but it's famous and this Raman we have to do. In Pasuk Lam and Gimel, in, sorry, in Perak Lam and Gimel, in Pasuk Nun Gimel, the Torah says, V'ho rashtem et ha'aretz v'yishavtem and you should I literally, you know, disinherit the others from the land and you should live in it. Ki lachem natati et ha'aretz l'arashatota. And here, V'ho rashtem is kind of a funny word, but here, we come to, you know, a famous shita of the Ramban. Says the Ramban, And I think the Ramban says, because he knows the Ramam disagrees. Zo mitzvat asehi. So mitzvat asehi. What is it? Yitzave otam sheyeshfu ba'aretz v'yirshu ota. He commanded them to inherit the land. Why? Kihu nitanalahem. What's the connection between Vahorashtem etaaretz vishavdamba? Kilachem natati etaaretz larashatota. So says the Ramah, no. When God gives you something, Veloyi masubinachalat Hashem. When God gives you a gift, you don't return it, you don't reject it. Vi'elu ya'alu al da'atchem la lachat vilichbosh eretz shinar o eretz. Ashur yashev sham mitzvat Hashem. Says Raman, no, God commanded you in this Pasuk to inherit the land. Anybody who chooses not to is being Moes. Right, a Pasuk, I think in Yeshayahu. The point is, the Ramban says, this is not optional. It's a commandment. Now, the Ramban emphasizes this because he knows that the Ramam doesn't count it. Right? In the Sefer HaMitzvot, the Ramam doesn't have a mitzvah of Yishver Yisrael. In Mitzvat Asei Dalet of the Shichachat HaAsin, the Ramban says, these are the, the mitzvahs the Ramam forgot, he counts this as a mitzvah. Right? The Ramban was one of the biggest Zionists, I think historically, the Ramban was the first Jew to be exiled to Eretz Yisrael. And that's where he lived his last years, that's where he died. The Ramban was a huge Zionist and loved living in Israel. Now, Let's say as an aside, I don't think for a second that the Ramam didn't think it was a mitzvah. 
There's all kinds of answers. It's a mitzvah klalit. It's all, there's all kinds of answers. But here the Ramban is saying, this is a mitzvah saseh. And he continues, Umashi fligu Israel. And that which, which Chazal, you know, sort of not expanded upon, but exaggerated about living in Israel. Right? The Ramban says a bunch of Gemaras. A woman who won't go to Eretz Yisrael when her husband wants to make Aliyah, she doesn't get Aksuba. Similarly, a man whose wife wants to move to Eretz Yisrael and won't, and he doesn't want to move, he has to divorce her and give her Aksuba. Why? Says the Ramban. Because of this mitzvah. The mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. Ki he mitzvat asay. I think this is classic Ramban. He keeps making the same point because he already knows the opposition. V'yachzir ha mitzvah zot bimekomot rabim, bo rushot arts, etc., etc. He says many, many places in the Torah where this mitzvah is emphasized because it's an important mitzvah. As an aside, it's interesting. I don't think you need a pasuk for the mitzvah Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. I once heard from Rav Shachter he was at a bar mitzvah, a family bar mitzvah, and he said, you know, it was in a from place, and all these people found out who he was, and they kind of like surrounded him, these, these younger men, to discuss Zionism, you know, and he said, they talked about the Ram and the Ramban and Machlo, and he said, I'm pretty much sure I'm quoting now, idiots, didn't you ever read Chumash? Right? The, the whole point of Chumash is to go into Eretz Yisrael. Rav Kook said a similar thing, although with, without the word idiots. But the same idea, the whole purpose of Chumash is to go into Eretz Yisrael. How could it be that that's not a mitzvah? Okay, there are technical discussions that have to be had. But says the Ramban, it's a mitzvah, and this is the posuk v'horashtem et ha'aretz. When looking for the source of that mitzvah, this is the poor, this is the source. Okay, last point, but a connected point. In Perak Lamid Hay. Mm-hmm. No, it's a bigger point. We'll see how quickly we can do it. Um, in Perak Lamed Hay, the Torah introduces Ir Miklat, right? If you kill Bishogeg, you have to go to an Ir Miklat. Now, how does it work? So when you look in Pasuk Lamed Aleph, there's, there's two strange psukim. V'lo tikhu kofer lenefesh rotzech ashehu rashalamut kimot yumat. Right? You can't take a ransom from a person who killed B'mezid because he has to die. And you can't take, accept a ransom to allow him to return home. So I'll just say it outside because we're running out of time. The first thing the Ramban says, the first pasuk is a, an intentional murderer. Somebody who murdered, obviously you can't take kofer l'nefesh rotzech ha-shuhur ha-shalamut, kimot yumat. The second pasuk says the Ramban is the rotzech b'shogeg. The Rotzach B'Shogeg has to go to an Ir Miklat. So what is he asking for? After he goes to the Ir Miklat, he doesn't want to wait for the Kohen Gadol to die. So he says to you, listen, if you let me come out, I'll build a yeshiva, I'll build a mikvah, I'll build a shul, I'll do good things. Let me come home. So the Ramban says, Hanachon Right? Then we come around to the Shoge guy. And the Ramban makes two points. And we'll do this quickly. The Ramban makes two points. The first is, why, why does he go to the, the Ir Miklat immediately? 
Well, he goes to the Miklat immediately because of the Goel Hadam, right? That's part of the enforcement procedure. The Goel Hadam can kill the Horeg Bishogeg, so he goes to, to an Ir Miklat. But the second thing, because he's afraid of that, but says the Ramban, as time passes, he has a trial. And in the trial, he's found not guilty because he's a Horeg Bishogeg. He's not a Horeg Bimezid. So at this point, everybody knows he's not a Horeg Bimezid, and the Goel Hadam has calmed down. So if that's what happened, let him go home. He's not worried anymore. Says the Torah, no. He has to stay till the Kohen Gadol dies. Okay, why it's the Kohen Gadol, we'll leave for another time. Very last thing, because I couldn't leave it without this, but this is a, a, a story or an idea that repeats in the Ramban many, many times. Another reason you can't let him go is because it would be chanifa or false flattery of the land. The Ramban in many, many places, and here especially, talks about Eretz Yisrael as if it's a person, as if it has feelings, and if it, as if it cares deeply about the issues that, are, that involve it. Ir Miklat and, and Horeg B'Shogi apply in Chutz Laretz also. But says the Ramban, specifically in Eretz Yisrael, lo tachanifu et ha'aretz, you cannot be machanif the Eretz, because the Eretz won't abide it. What does it mean the Eretz won't abide it? They'll kick it. What does that mean? It's hard to explain, and when we have more time, we'll do it. But the Ramban thinks that all the lands of the world are run by malachim at the, obviously at the beck and kol of HaKadosh but Eretz Yisrael has direct um, divine providence, and that divine providence won't allow certain things to happen. Okay, we did a lot today. We talked about how Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael, but in a way he was, at least in Ever Hayardin. We talked about why the army was so small, because people had sinned with Benot Moav and God didn't want them involved. We talked about why the soldiers themselves were so overwhelmingly grateful when they realized that not only didn't anyone die, no one was injured, and they wanted to bring this carbon to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, we talked about the Tanai of Bnei Gad and Bnei Ruven, and what I refer to as Moshe's PTSD, when he's standing in front of them and he sees what's going on. He's terrified that this is Miraglim Part 2, and they calm him down. Okay, We talked about the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, which is a big theme in the Ramban. We talked very, very quickly about how Ir Miklat works and the Goal Hadam, and finally, the fact that Eretz Yisrael is an actual caring being, and lo you could never say that about the five towns or Tinek or any place else. You could only say that about Eretz Yisrael because Eretz Yisrael is a living, breathing organism of its own. That's it for today. Shabbat Shalom to all of you. See you next week. Bye-bye.